Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Is your business to know about the law and how it's affecting every aspect of your life? Is your business to know about what's happening that's really important in the media front, particularly as it relates to the law? And so that's why I'm really excited about uh, John O'Connor joining our uh, media team here. Uh, he'll be doing uh, reoccurring commentaries on business, the law, the political front, and the media. And we're delighted to have him join us. Uh, he's distinguished in uh, the legal profession. Uh, he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since the early 70s. And he has tried cases in state and federal courts throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California, representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. But he may be best known for his work as the attorney of Mark Felt, whom most of you know as Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate uh, situation. And uh, he became very familiar with the role of the Washington Post in Watergate in his representation of Mark Felt. And so uh, he brings a lot of experience. He also wrote briefs regarding uh, Patty Hearst, the United States versus Patty Hearst, and really had himself involved in some of the biggest lawsuits of the uh, 20th century, representing the uh, federal government uh, in the vast majority of those cases. So we're delighted to have him. He's going to be bringing his interesting insights uh, every other week here on the Price of Business show. You can learn more about him and his work at postgatebook.com. That's postgatebook.com. And that's the name of uh, the, the book that uh, he talks about most often. It relates to media, Postgate. And again, that's postgatebook.com. All right, with that, John O'Connor. The Price of Business has asked me to comment on the Hunter Biden laptop story. We are today in the middle of an extremely important and tremendously controversial public discussion regarding the Hunter Biden laptop's contents and the successful efforts to deplatform the story during the 2020 election. The polls and studies vary, but one of the more conservative results was a finding that 9% of Biden voters would have likely changed or reconsidered their votes for him had they known of the laptop's contents as pertains to Joe Biden and his sons peddling his father's influence. It now appears, at least at first blush, that the Biden campaign, members of Congress, big tech, big media, the FBI, and the CIA all participated in quashing this highly relevant and scandalous story during the 2020 election. Moreover, it seems clear that big media is today seeking to downplay this story of corruption, not only of Biden influence peddling, but of complicity of all of these players in keeping the public from learning the truth. Those common-sense, sincere citizens who are attuned to the story are shocked and concerned about it. These folks have learned of it through media outlets such as the New York Post and Fox News. But as we learned in Watergate, a scandal is not a scandal until there is widespread recognition of wrongdoing throughout the media, which has not yet occurred. Once the Watergate cover-up was exposed, the entirety of the country became informed as media unstintingly covered it. But today, unlike Watergate, a good portion of the media world is trying to suppress this important story. Elon Musk is rolling out the story bit by bit through journalist Matt Taibbi, resisted by the major media. So today, much of the media is not presenting the facts, but suppressing them. How did we get here? Wasn't Watergate the dawn of a new era of truthfulness and candor? How did our society get to where it is today? 
After the Watergate burglary of June 1972, the Washington Post energetically investigated it to determine the role of the Nixon administration and the Nixon campaign in it. Reporter Bob Woodward was helped by my client, FBI number 2 official Mark Felt. Felt is deep throat did not leak information to Woodward so much as he guided him to investigate the scandal through the paper's own resources. Why did Felt do this? Was he putting his thumb on the scale? No. He knew the White House, through the Department of Justice, had artificially restricted the FBI investigation, and Felt wanted public pressure through the Post to keep the story open so that the FBI could investigate fully and fairly. So Watergate was seen, correctly I thought, as promoting full, truthful, and uncensored media reporting in full FBI investigation divorced from political pressure. These are laudable results of Watergate, which supposedly championed uncensored reporting in a nonpartisan fair FBI. If that is so, how did this important event lead to today's sad state of precisely the opposite? That is, suppressive filtered media reporting and biased, corrupt investigative work by the FBI. To respond, the lessons of Watergate could be viewed, as I did, as enshrining a clean process, underlying process. But the other way of viewing the scandal is that it showed how the media and the FBI could use their power to take down the hated bad guys, that is, the conservatives. Both the media and the FBI have the power, we learned, to make or break a presidency. Shouldn't that power, some concluded, be used to defeat conservatives, the supposed bad guys? This latter message was communicated loud and clear in Watergate's aftermath. Woodward and Bernstein, the Washington Post reporters, as they continued to denounce Nixon, got a bestseller, Oscar-winning movies, riches, and fame. Felt, not revealed his deep throat, was thought to be conservative because horrors, he conducted warrantless searches on the PLO, that is to say the Palestinian Liberation Organization, who sought to kill thousands of Jewish citizens in New York, and also on the Weather Underground, which had bombed 50 government buildings. For this patriotic protection of our country, the Washington Post urged Felt's indictment and conviction. And this is for acts today certified as lawful and constitutional under the FISA law. So the lesson was learned. Play ball with the left side of the political aisle or else. In all socialist thought, there are good guys. That is the people, the proletariat, and the bad guys, the evil capitalists. So if you are lefty liberals like Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, and Jeffrey Epstein, you get a media pass until the truth is ultimately forced out against the media's wishes. But Mark Felt got indicted for protecting his country. This lesson was learned in the FBI as James Comey demonstrated in pushing the Russiagate canard. Clearly, Comey packed the top ranks of the FBI with partisans, all for getting the favor of the next presumptive president, Hillary Clinton. So today, when we learned that the FBI had wiretapped Rudy Giuliani to gain information about the Trump campaign's knowledge of the laptop story, when we learned that the FBI had been suppressing for a year facts learned from the laptop beginning December 2019, when we learned that the FBI had helped create and disseminate the false alarm of Russian disinformation to quash publicity about the laptop story, should we be surprised? If we learn the lengths of the big media, including big tech, to tilt the election in Biden's favor, are we shocked? When we have elected a president who, it now appears, is compromised, is this unexpected? After I studied Watergate more closely when representing Felt, I wrote a book, Postgate, exposing the pernicious partisan effects of Watergate journalism. The Post has since worked tirelessly to quash these revelations. Are we stunned? 
So today, as we go to gas pumps and supermarkets to pay inflationary prices, and as China encircles Taiwan, threatening our control over advanced chip technology, is there any blame to be assessed to the media? Widespread indignation would be a good first step to riding our sinking ship, damaged so severely by our modern media. The story we have here shown is one of censorship today by the media about their censorship in the past. I wrote a book in 2006 called The G-Man's Life with Mark Felt, in which I attempted to highlight Watergate facts not yet widely known, not thinking that they were not known because the Post had suppressed them. But, unbeknownst to me, my publisher was owned and controlled by the Post, and it fought me hard to suppress what I wished to write. I later wrote about that censorship in Postgate, but even today, the Post is trying to suppress my account of this suppression. So, are we surprised that the media is today suppressing its prior suppression? Not if you have read Postgate.